Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the Podmania Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Gordon, and I'm joined by Garth Jackson and the man who enjoys just a little bit of bollocks. It's Chris O'Brien. How are we, lads? Read allegations, <laughs> truly unfounded. <laughs> Were they not how, how your words? You can, however, you can find me on Tinder at my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, sorry, that's completely thrown me off now. Um, lads. How are we this week? Very good. Um, okay, it's weird. You know, I grab feeling when you put on a pair of trousers, and like, you know, logically that they're your trousers, but like in your brain, they don't feel like your trousers. Just for the sake of argument, yes. <laughs> why do you? Why? Why? Why do you do that, Garth? You know, he comes out with bollocks. Why do you say these things? Why do? You, fuck's sake. <sighs> Go on, Chris. Well, that's how I feel. It just feels a tiny bit strange. What? That you're not wearing your own trousers? Why aren't you wearing your own trousers? No, I am, but you just don't feel like my own trousers. Something's different. Something's off. Oh, Garth, are you wearing your own trousers? Um, I've got uh, dragon bottoms on because I'm ready for bed. <laughs> it is. It is already half an hour past your bedtime, Garth. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, as you can probably tell by our weird-ass tangent that we started this podcast on, it's not been the busiest week in wrestling. Obviously, we've just come off the back of WrestleMania, NXT, and the G1 Supercard, and I don't know about you guys, but I am literally still recovering. I, I Seriously, my sleep pattern has been all over the fucking place, but it's all good, because I've now got two weeks off. Um, New Japan have announced some shows which I am off for, so that's going to be excellent. But this week and everything post WrestleMania, post WrestleMania is usually the big time for the WWE. Raw and SmackDown are usually really, really interesting, and the shows to watch. And this year they were both dog shit. Literally, yeah. nothing happened, and unfortunately, that's been a little bit like this week in wrestling. Yeah, like for most part, the only wrestling I've watched this week is fucking um, MLW, and um, I don't. You like it's not even worth bothering with like NXT and NXT UK because it's fucking the stuff they record beforehand, which is never like amazing. No, I know what you mean. Like no story happens. It's like just watching dark matches because that's what we are. They're notorious for that anyway, aren't they? The post takeover yeah. NXTs. Um, it's been 
literally the only three matches I've watched are the three matches we're going to be reviewing on Thursday for the Wrestling Classic. So that's... Oh, no, no. I tell a lie. I watched SmackDown. Um, so, yeah, it's been a slow week. But nevertheless, hopefully, this means that our usual two-hour podcast can be compacted to maybe, dare I say, under an hour? Maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some things to talk about, and fucking hell, there is some stuff on Raw to talk about. Um, but yeah, aside from New Japan news and Garth's review of Impact, there's there's very, very little to talk about. However, guys, do you know what there is? Do you know yep. what we have been missing for fucking weeks? It has been weeks. It has been weeks. Literally. Cue up the band. Cue up the band. My fingers are tingling with excitement. It is the Ring Rope Roundup. Ladies Yay. and gentlemen, here is the news. Both the post-mania, Raw and SmackDown shows were down significantly compared to the same shows last year in New Orleans, with SmackDown down by 26% from last year, and with Raw drawing the lowest numbers of a post-mania Raw in the show's history. Backstage personality Dash Fuentes and in-ring performer Rhino are the latest to be let go by the WWE, with the latter a mere rumour and yet to be confirmed, while Fuentes' dismissal has been acknowledged on the website. Nia Jax will likely miss the remainder of 2019 with injury. She needs to undergo surgery to repair both ACLs and her knees. In further injury news, Big E will be on the shelf after tearing his meniscus in the main event of SmackDown after failing to catch Cesaro cleanly during a crossbody. On a happier note, however, Sami Zayn returned to challenge Finn Balor for the Intercontinental title, while a cheap-ass sock puppet vignette heralded the return of Bray Wyatt because that just about <laughs> sums up his run. The Hardy Boys are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions after defeating the Usos. Moving to New Japan, and the company have announced another Australian show with the New Japan Pro Wrestling Southern Showdown show taking place on June 29th at Melbourne Festival Hall, with tickets going on sale on April 26th. As well as this, New Japan have released the card for three of its next events, with Sengoku Lord in Nagoya, Wrestling Hinokuni and Wrestling Don Taku all having their full lineups announced, which Chris and I will go through on later in the show. Okada, Switchblade Jay White, Tetsuya Naito and Kota Ibushi are the first announced names for the G1 Climax 29 opening show in Dallas at the American Airlines Center on July 6th. It's, I must point out that they have not been confirmed for the G1 Climax, but they have been announced for that show. Both Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hiroshi Tenzan will miss the Wrestling Don Taku tour with injury. Tenzan is recovering from a knee injury, while Tanahashi is recovering from an injury to his left elbow. All Elite Wrestling news now as Darby Allin officially joins the roster and he will now take on Cody at Fighter Fest. Brian Pillman Jr. and favourite of the show, WCW's Glacier, have been added to the double or nothing <laughs> over the budget Battle Royal. Exciting wow. news. Impact Wrestling news now and Eli Drake's contract has been terminated. 
Though details are scarce, it is believed that this is due to Drake's reluctance to fight Tessa Blanchard in an intergender match, and also his burial of intergender wrestling in general during a recent podcast appearance. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, is the wrestling news. Well done. Damn straight. <laughs> so, lads, um, not the not the busiest of wrestling news weeks, but there's a couple of things I wanted to sort of go through with you, um, sort of piece by piece. Obviously, we're not going to go through everything, but we'll get... Very quickly, to... am I the only one who forgot that Rhino was still with the company? <laughs> well, I thought he'd retired once, so I don't really yeah. understand. Um, he was in the WrestleMania 35 Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, um, and apparently yeah, he that's was, going to be... Yeah, he was, my mum pointed out how wide he was. He is very, very wide. The thumb. Um, apparently, he's he's done now with the company. It's, it's yet to be confirmed, but rumours are circulating absolutely everywhere that he's the latest one to be released. We will wait and see. Um, Garth, we'll get to Eli Drake in a moment, because I know you've got some opinions on this. The chances of it just being because of the intergender thing are very, very slim, but we'll see. Um, I want to start with the post-Mania Raw and SmackDown shows. Now, did WWE shoot themselves in the foot by debuting Ricochet, Gargano, Champa, and Alistair Black in, what was it, was it the end of February they debuted? You know, It was just before Fastlane. Yeah, so end of February, start of March time we're looking at. Did they shoot themselves in the foot? Because there's absolutely no way, and we spoke about this on the predictions episode, there's absolutely no way that they could have bought anyone else up because there's just this massive backlog of talent. But by the same token, there were so many six-man matches on these shows. And a little bit of news that hasn't made it to our Ring Road Roundup for some reason is that Road Dog is no longer the head writer for SmackDown or the head of creative for SmackDown. Um, but before he sort of left this position, um, he came out and said, I don't understand basically what everyone is moaning about. Six men matches means that more talent gets on TV. Yes, I understand that. But are six man matches the most interesting of things to watch? No. And I can only means, remember three from last year. Well, and it means it's just lazy booking. Let's just chuck these six people together or whatever. And... It's house show booking, which you shouldn't have on your weekly show. Yeah. Like, with New Japan, you get it, because they're basically turning on cameras for house shows. With something like a weekly show, yeah, you can have a couple on there to make sure people don't forget about someone. But at the same time, like SmackDown has been very good in recent times about not throwing on six people tags and like giving a storyline like a week rest um, to so they can actually elaborate on more storylines. Like they'll keep the WWE title match on the show, but like say if it's someone like Andrade versus Ray, they'll skip a week but have a vignette type thing. Like I think that's the best way of doing it, and I do agree that the, <laughs> the product is a bit oversaturated. Right now, I mean, like it, having people being shifted around in NXT because there's not enough room in NXT. Um, those viewing figures, though. I mean, <clears throat> you know, even two years ago, we have better but, viewing. We have a better viewing trajectory right now. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, I mean, even two years ago, like I said, Raw and SmackDown, the Raw and SmackDown after Mania were an event. 
you know, that yeah. is where shit happened. And nothing really happened. I mean, yes, the Hardys were Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans happened. She got beaten down by Becky Lynch, so it looks like Lacey Evans is going to be Becky Lynch's first competitor. Fucking brilliant. Um, Lars Sullivan came out, I suppose. Lars Sullivan has debuted, finally. But, you know, there's been so much hoo-ha around his absence from the WWE, and, you know, there's been so many rumours circulating about Lars Sullivan that, you know, I'm sort of over it, you know. I'm, if... I'm, I am quite happy that um, Vince didn't see someone having an anxiety attack and then immediately dismissed him. Because <laughs> that sounds like something Vince would do. Yeah. As someone who has suffered quite badly with anxiety, you know, the fact that the man has managed to come out and be on Raw is, you know, an outstanding thing. And I full-on applaud him for it. Um, but rumours about his attitude and stuff like that, that's those are the rumours I'm addressing. Not his anxiety, you know, put that to one side. You know, stuff about his attitude, the way he is backstage, and, you know, his... his Dreadful Twitter presence. Um, <laughs> what does he say on Twitter? I don't follow him on Twitter. He's just, he's, I think he goes out to be controversial and it sort of backfires. Oh, it's the James Gunn school of getting fired from your job. That sort of thing, yeah. Um, but yet, none of this is exciting. None of this. Is, I mean, even last year we had Bobby Lashley debut. You know, yeah. certainly not the most impressive. And you of had this, and you had Kurt Angle burying TNA. You had Kurt Angle burying TNA, absolutely. But this just seemed boring, stale. It was, you know, we had the return of Sami Zayn, who is just, just brilliant. You know, his promo, and I tell you what, I'm not going to miss, and that's post Mania crowds. Just <laughs> fuck off. Just we fuck are off, awesome. you entitled fucks. I know that you have paid the money to go to a WWE show. That's fine. And, you know, the pe- the vast majority of people there went to enjoy the show. But if you've paid money to abuse the talent, to ruin the show for everyone, to play with fucking beach balls, abso- to chant CM Punk, a man who has been gone from the company for six fucking years, has never shown the slightest ounce of wanting to come back fuck off people shouting no. chanting aew fuck off if you want to go to watch aew wait till they've got a tv show and watch aew don't come to wwe to ruin people's viewing experience you know what fuck um off. <laughs> okay you know what um i think is the best way to have like a rabid crowd and like it just point at any of the and take up both takeovers that's happened in the UK, both like NXT and NXT UK takeovers, both chants are great because it's, it's sort of a case of um, we um, cheered the good guys, booed the bad guys, with, uh, with the exception of me and Coffee, and um, <laughs> shut up for the main event. That's how you. Do, that's how you should do your chants. The thing that really yeah. wound me up, on top of everything, was that we had Sami Zayn return. Sami Zayn is beloved. He Sammy came out. Is amazing. He did this fantastic promo, which he apparently Great wrote promo. himself, which was brilliant. Yeah. He did this brilliant promo, and then you've got the crowd chanting, "What? Just fuck off!" There's absolutely no need to do it, and you're doing it to get yourselves over. To be fair, it's a, it's a systemic problem within current fan base. Like some of these are just ingrained where people think it's normal, like the whole fucking too sweet thing. It's. And it's ingrained in there, and then you have like a smarky, probably very tired crowd 
who just sort of want to kick back and think, well, this doesn't really matter. That might be why they save the shake-up until the week after, so you're not having such cunty crowds. Yeah. What they need to do is they need to look at the crowds that <clears throat> are doing this shit and say, right, we're going to bypass them next time. They can't bypass and New York. They can't. It, well, like, it's problem, not but... even a case of where they are. It's a case of who is there. Yeah. Well, that's... I. But this is... It's not normally that bad on, like, the, the row after Mania. Normally, it's people are quite up for it still. But I think maybe it was because it was just such a bland show. I mean, you had a fucking tag team rematch the next night. To be fair, they'd normally have some sort of Mania rematch on there. And it was just a dull match. It wasn't even that good. It was all right. It wasn't as good as the one on the... Pre-show. Um, Mania pre-show. And then they pissed off everybody with that Kofi and um, Seth sort of swerve. In fact, I don't, I don't sort of like the two champions going at it outside the Survivor Series to be completely honest with you. No, I, to be fair, they should have been kept apart completely. Mm-hmm. Basically, I understand that these were not great shows to the point where we have literally nothing to talk about. We've got three things to talk about, really. But if you're paying money to go and do this, you've got too much money. I'm sorry, go to go to wrestling to enjoy the wrestling. If you don't like the wrestling, fine. And trust me, people, I I know why you didn't like these two shows. They weren't great. But getting yourself over is just stupid. It's getting to the point now where it's not even funny anymore. It's not funny. No one enjoys yeah. it. And all everyone does is take to was... Twitter or Facebook to fucking moan about you fa- the, those select few fans that are ruining it for everybody else. It was great, like, the first, like, couple, like, between, like, t- Mania's 28 and 30 when this rabid fan base first started happening and big things really started happening, like, fucking Lesnar coming back after fucking knows how many years or... Um, NXT call-ups or things like that and it was a rabid crowd who were up for the big bits and then fucked about during fucking Orton versus Sheamus, who cares <laughs> but now they're just fu- fucking about doing all of it and where it really yeah. started getting annoying actually was five years ago when you were having the six um, women tag matches and they were just chanting, you suck, insert whoever they're dating here It's The thing is, it'll be, it's, it'll be the same crowds that go to NXT who were really good like a really good crowd because they get behind it and they do all the they do all the things you expect a crowd to do, but then it's like gets to the run. It's like they go into some automatic sort of anti WWE mode, and it's like, yeah, just don't fucking go. It's it's a wee bit weird, like because I should very quickly preface because there's always like a select few people. Whenever something like this is mentioned, it's like, oh, you're just anti chanting. We're not. We were in that fucking Blackpool crowd and went along with every fucking. Chant. I love it. Like I love it when the crowd. Are I, I love chanting. it. I love a good chant. About the maps that they're watching, not about fucking CM Punk, who is an MMA fighter now and a shit one. I've I've been in <laughs> I've been in country crowds like this, and it is like when you're not one of the people who want who are trying. You're one of the people in that crowd who are trying to enjoy the show. It's really weird, like people chanting CM um, chanting racist slurs at Gresham during Haskins versus Gresham when I was at Ring yeah. of Honor. Like it's just it really does just ruin it for everyone. <laughs> And that's the thing, you know, Garth hit the nail on the head. If you're going to be anti-WWE, don't pay money to go and watch WWE. That just makes no sense, and that comes back to my point. You've got too much money. 
the tickets for the post-Mania Raw and post-Mania SmackDown will be fucking ludicrous on top of WrestleMania and NXT because, like you said, they are likely going and to be the same MSG. crowd. Okay, and MSG. They are likely going to be the same crowd. how many shows half those people will be going to. Exactly. There's a podcast I listened to and they went to WrestleCon, they went to Bloodsport, they went to Bloodsport. MSG TakeOver and both Raw and SmackDown as well as Mania. Now, that is a lot of wrestling. If you've spent what is going to be close to £2,000 on wrestling, why the fuck would you then ruin it for people, knowing how much it's cost? And You're... ruin it for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Now, it, looking it's... at it... Go on, Garth. Sorry, man. I'm just saying it's like... They've paid the money, so it's their prerogative, but why be an arsehole about it? Like, if that's what you want to do... Like, I mean... I can't really complain because they have paid the money, but... Surely there are people at that event who must be turned on going, shut the fuck up and enjoy the match. Or shut the fuck up and go to the toilet or something if you're not enjoying the match. Just, just go to the toilet. <laughs> just go just, to the toilet. Calm not even go, go, don't go ahead to the hot dog. Go, don't go to the merch stand. Just go to the bathroom. Probably better. Go and have your piss break. But it's just, it just seems to be... It's, it's kind of expected now that you've got this sort of group. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of people there. And this is a minority, like a vocal minority. It's the same when you go to like football and there's those assholes um, who, who chant are their the own people, sort of thing. Are the people who go to the barrel land and throw cups of piss about. Exactly. And it's the, it's those people who are obviously the loudest because they get they're like a hive. They get into this, how we'll get a chant going and then we'll all join in. But then you, you can, the kids don't want to hear that shit. The kids just want to cheer for the people they like and boo the people they don't. It's the, um, it's, I fucking do hate this. I just interjected to say how much I hate it again. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I think, and that, well, obviously we do a podcast and so we talk about it quite in depth, but you have to accept wrestling for what it is. It's just a pantomime. Just enjoy it. Have fun. Like you see people blaming it on, it's like, oh, it's for European crowds. As It's not. No, fucking not. go to your standard um fucking European wrestling event. Like these people, obviously, who are saying this, obviously don't watch like UK and European indies because like they don't, they're not dicks. Like well, when a European wrestling fans are not inherently dicks. They always comment. They always make a comment on when it's NXT UK events and how good the crowds are and how into it. Because fucking British crowds are fucking amazing. How much they add to the event? As a crowd, you can add to an event. Yeah, exactly. Like, the um, people were mostly raving about TakeOver UK because the crowd was so fucking into everything. Mm-hmm. The same with the, well, the same with TakeOver on, on the Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. The, now, the crowd no went for anything, but there was no cunty chance, apart from yeah. the T-Sweet thing. Fuck off. No, nah, but that's just, that's just a sort of thing, isn't it? It's the same when people go one fall and the, the, say the two. Yeah, the I, with, the, with the one fall thing, I would argue that that's before the match, so that's not really that bad. Yeah, it's still a bit annoying. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's hard. Anyway, we've spent 20 minutes on this. We should probably move on. It's our, it's our annual uh, crowd or cunt chant, um, debate. <laughs> <laughs> Has to happen at least once a year. Okay. From, cer- from a certain standpoint, you know, looking at it on the flip side, yes, I can understand they were disappointed with the shows because they were disappointing shows. But the WWE didn't help themselves by announcing half the shit beforehand. <laughs> I mean, SmackDown, they'd already announced the two biggest things on the fucking show. They'd already announced that the Hardys were going to take on the Usos for the titles, and they'd already announced that Kofi was going to have a champion's, like, celebration. 
And then on Raw, they'd already announced half the stuff that was happening. They'd already announced Sami Zayn was coming back. What they should do is, if they don't want the crowd to be bored, keep it surprised. Do what New Japan do with New Year's Dash. Don't oh, announce shit. Exactly. Don't announce shit. Because if they realise, oh, well, this is what's going to happen, really. Oh, well, I'm not bothered. But I understand, Garth, you saying, like, if, if you know, they're displeased with something, chant. That, you know what? That's fact. But they were chanting over the top of Sami Zayn's return and a brilliant Sami Zayn promo. That's yeah. being a dick. The best Sami Zayn promo since NXT. Exactly. Um, so last, last thing on this. This sock puppet. <laughs> Where the fuck is that going? <sighs> it looked like one. something from um, like the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth or something. I love the Dark Crystal. Do you know what it looked like? You know you have reboots of films and <laughs> that you can tell what they are, but they just look like the graphics are better and stuff like that. It looked for all the world like someone had done a reboot of Survivor Series 1990 and had just done a slightly darker gobbledygooker. <laughs> which, which I'm sorry if they the words were Bray Wyatt is going to return with a major character overhaul he's got a sock yeah. puppet he's got a turkey sock puppet what are you doing to me WWE seriously what are you doing to me this fucking hell oh my god and then it started laughing and it's mouth wasn't even moving in time with the laughter Oh it's my a really God. bad Japanese dub. Jesus Christ. It's the... like Sonic Adventure 2. I love Bray Wyatt. <laughs> it's it's common knowledge I love Bray Wyatt. He's done. I'm sorry. There's absolutely no way in hell that he's going to be anywhere near what he was in 2014, 2015. I, I mean, if Rob went flattered for Bray Wyatt, we really do know it's a fucking end. Oh, it's... Watch for... No, watch this be a Velveteen Dream situation where everyone's like, oh, this is going to be fucking stupid and then it turns out to be gold watch it did the velveteen dream debut a fucking sock puppet no but <laughs> then i rest my case like, okay but here's the thing if it goes on to him being like completely unhinged and then like the sock puppet is like sister abigail but it's actually his cum rag i think i'd think i'd be down with this i think it'd be quite fun cum rag cum rag <laughs> you said the word cum rag a little a little osw reference for you <laughs> I hate you at the moment. I'm not gonna lie. Is that an image in your head now? Yeah, can't get it. Can't get it out of my head now. Bray Wyatt's cum rag, fantastic. Um, so Garth, you like Drake? Yeah, that's where I was going next. We need to get away from Bray Wyatt's cum rag. Um, Eli Drake. Yeah. This came as a bit of a shock. It did, um, especially considering they've been quite sort of. Well, he's been on the show quite a bit recently, so that's obviously gone to shit. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is that, if well, from all accounts, it's because of the, like you said, the test, the ma- the test of match he refused to um, fight, in, even though they were um, advertising it right up to the day before. Um, and obviously he'd been outspoken against it. But apparently that might not be just the reason. Um, his contract was due up in May anyway, and word is that he may have been sort of looking around anyway. I think he's just... take, I'm sorry, where would take Eli Drake? I okay, he's a decent promo, but it's like a dead ring of a rock in his fucking promo. Well, I can, I can imagine him, I, I could imagine him in AEW, 
because you can imagine of... fucking Billy Gunn's in AEW. It's not exactly a fucking high man. Yeah, but I, I, can see him, like, I can see him doing quite well there because he is a good talker and he's a solid person in the ring. And if you look at their, their roster, they don't really have anyone like that. No, we don't have The Rock, no. No, but they've got like Jericho, who's a decent promo. Kenny Omega, is he? Because he hasn't he really is. done it. Uh, but Omega's a good promo. Um, I don't know, but I mean, well, the, originally, uh, the original story I saw said he was going to AAA. Uh, to, to be fair, AAA's pretty shit, so he'd fit in quite, quite well um, there. Which, but then, um, if that's the case, sort of Impact have like a working relationship with them, so was it a case of them sending them there? Mm, no, to, be to be honest, though, I don't think AAA wants to care about that kind of thing. No. But no, apparently they've just terminated it. Just lock, stock, and just see you later. To be fair, if he did like refuse to take part in a match where would already been advertised, it's sort of a case of why, <laughs> like, I can see why they got rid of him. Like, if he was yeah. just... Like, oh, because yeah, TNA have had a lot of flight risks in their time. I don't think they want any more after Del Rio. Nah. nah, I totally, like, sort of get their stance on it. So, yeah, it's a bit of a dick move, to be fair. What, uh... Well, on his but, part of TNA. By, by him? By, yeah. By... Like, it's sort of a case of refusing to job to the most over person in the company. Yeah, exactly. At least in it's, not, it's not as if she hasn't done intergender matches before either. Have you seen a match with Brian Cage? Yeah. Fucking amazing. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, uh, she did with the, um, against the Lucha Brothers, her and Dago against... Oh, it's Vizin Bar. Bar wrestling, yeah. Yeah, that was fucking, fucking amazing. brilliant match. Mm-hmm. Also, also, her match with Joy Ryan was actually my match of fucking United We Stand. <laughs> Is that who she ended up fighting in the end, then? Well, United yeah. We Stand, yeah. It, no, I mean, um, obviously, Eli Drake refused to wrestle her. Did she end up um, fighting Joey Ryan? Yeah. Is that who replaced who's it? Right, okay. He did the whole dick stick and stuff. <laughs> it was actually quite fun. <sighs> but yeah, just... It's a shame because he, he he could have done something, but he wasn't top of the card. He was in a put together tag team with Eddie Edwards, so yeah. he wasn't really going anywhere. Aren't they challenging for the titles in a couple of weeks? It's supposed to be. <laughs> well, they're not winning. I don't, but I don't know how I don't know how far ahead it's it's been taped. So no, at least I if don't. it has been taped far ahead, we didn't fucking have people come out with the belts like Ring of Honor, do you fucking idiots? Anyway. Um, let's move on then. We've mentioned the WWE Superstar Shake-Up. That is going to take place tonight and tomorrow on both Raw and SmackDown. Um, whether this invigorates the product or reinvigorates the product, we will It never fucking see. does. No, never does. It, just moves story- it literally just moves storyline to a different day. Unfortunately, the WWE, over the last, since the brand split, in, fla- in fact, have been unable to sustain two good shows. So, from the original draft in 2016 up until the Superstar Shake-Up, SmackDown pissed on Raw. Absolutely mm. pissed on it. Then we have the Superstar Shake-Up, and Raw pissed on SmackDown. Since... Not quite as much, though. It was sort of like a dying man's handshake amount of pee. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't loads it was still it was still significantly better though and then we seem to have come again where smackdown is better than raw so all it does is it just moves all the problems from one show to another <laughs> show we'll wait and see anyway however something i wanted to just talk to you very very briefly about was that instagram 
recently posted about 20 superstars and asked you to vote where you think they should be and where you'd like them to go. So I'm going to read out the names and I want you to tell me which brand you'd like to see them on. Garth, you go first, then Chris. So we'll start off and then I'll tell you where the general public voted them. So Roman Reigns. Um, I'd like to see him move to SmackDown. Like I'd like to see him move to SmackDown because of the first SmackDown, but like in terms of like name, I think he belongs in Raw. And that is what the general public thought as well. Roman Reigns yeah. to stay on Raw. Um, <coughs> AJ Styles, New Japan. Is your name Garth? Wait your fucking turn. I'd, I'd say to keep him on Raw. He's 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 good fit. Chris, New Japan. He's not going to New Japan. AJ Styles, Raw or SmackDown? SmackDown. Uh, public voted Raw. Public is wrong. <laughs> the chances are he's going to end up on Raw. He's survived yeah. two shakeups now. He's going to have. To, he's already everyone done to, everything everyone, he can do. It's like it's like avoiding going into the closet with the oldest member of the frat, but of the frat house. You know what's going to happen at some point. Yeah, but you, you worry me at times with your analogies. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got nothing left to do on SmackDown. He's been the champion. He's been the United States champion. He's he's not going to win the tag team champion. Well, yeah, I mean, but... like that, that could be fun. Just bring. Oh no, he's retired. Never mind. There you go. <laughs> uh, Alexa Bliss, Garth. Uh, can she wrestle again? Uh, yes, she beat she Bailey. Was Royal, wasn't she? No, she was at WrestleMania host. You clown. Oh, she got. Oh, she beat, she beat Bailey the other night, didn't she? Yeah. She wrestled with Hulk Hogan's racism. She did, um... as we all did. Garth I'll say keep on SmackDown. She's on Raw. Keep, we'll put, put her on SmackDown then. <laughs> Chris. I'll keep up with this. SmackDown. Uh, it's 50-50. The public could not decide where to shift the list. Shift, list. Probably yeah, that's... probably. Uh, Daniel Bryan. SmackDown. You think keep him on SmackDown, Garth? Um, keep him on Raw. He's, still, he's on SmackDown. I know. Raw. Put him on Raw. That's why yeah. everyone says put him on Raw. Um, Brock Lesnar. AEW. <sighs> Fucking suck him. <laughs> Honestly, I don't care. Like, I literally don't care about Brock Lesnar. He's shite. Um, just move him to yes, where he isn't. Because <laughs> it doesn't really matter where he is because he'll just show up whenever. Fuck him. <laughs> Make him free agent. I think free agent Brock Lesnar could be interesting. Well, that's what he is, basically. Anyway, isn't it? What, float over the two brands? Yeah. That'd be quite interesting. Um, SmackDown is where the public would like to see him, which is completely against everything I want, because I enjoy SmackDown. Um, Asuka. <laughs> SmackDown. Did you both say SmackDown? SmackDown? <laughs> Let's just say yes, he don't shout at me. Did you say Stardom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, Chris! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he's like that unruly child at the back of the class. Honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna give him a snap. I'm gonna give him a fucking slap That's through the microphone. Not allowed anymore. Right, <laughs> brown snowman. Um, raw. Yeah, keep him. Actually, no, he doesn't. He's feeds everyone off SmackDown. Everyone thinks keep him on Raw, which makes. Literally no sense, but okay. Uh, the Usos. 
Uh, I'm, I'm so sick of they feuded with everyone. Actually, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I. Not only that, yeah. they've just dropped the SmackDown tag team belts, so it makes sense yeah. to shift them now. So everyone agrees. Raw. Uh, the unhappiest lady in the land, Sasha Banks. Um, impact. No. <laughs> um, NXT. Uh, S- SmackDown, because she's been on Raw since the draft. Yeah, yeah. she has. Uh, Get her away from Bailey. Yep, everyone agrees. Well, that's interesting. Um, Bailey. Raw. <laughs> Chris? Raw, yeah. Uh, everyone said SmackDown. Um, Corey Graves' his new squeeze, Carmella. Find a hard to care. Um, raw. That's what everyone said. Uh, Drew of the McIntyre. SmackDown. I want to see him on a good show. Yeah, SmackDown, yeah. Give him a title. Everyone agreed. Uh, Mustafa Ali. Two or five. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to get put back there, but we can move him to Raw, see if that happens. I agree with moving into Raw. The massive, massive rumours that they're going to move him back down to two or five because they don't have any creative for him, which is so sad considering where Kofi Kingston is now, that <laughs> was supposed to be Mustafa Ali. It's amazing how much an injury can derail someone. It's it's mental. Um, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Uh... Raw, just just for a shake-up. SmackDown, keep him going to Vendrade, but ideally Lucha Underground. Uh, Raw. Um, the Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor. <laughs> uh, SmackDown. SmackDown. I'm going to say SmackDown for most of these because I want my favourites to be on a show I'd want to watch. Yeah, true. I mean, seeing Finn Balor on the same show as AJ and the club would be outstanding. Oof. But he is... The Intercontinental Champion. So that's raw. blood spot level of excitement right there. It is uh, raw. Um, Mandy Rose. I know where Corey um, Graves wants to see you. Well, we all know where Corey Graves wants to see Mandy Rose. Shut up, Saxton. <laughs> raw, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone said. Uh, they've put Nia Jax on the uh, on the Instagram feed, but she's injured until the end of 2019, so I don't... Meh. Um, I want to see her performance centre so she can yeah. actually learn how to fucking wrestle. <laughs> it does make sense now that she wasn't in the match much at Mania, doesn't it? If she was injured to fuck. Um, yeah. Randy Orton? Raw. Raw. Uh... Yeah. Uh, Revival? Trying um, really hard not to say AEW right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somehow found a way of saying it. SmackDown. Just yeah. Let them take yeah, the titles. SmackDown. Look, I, th- I think them versus New Day that never really happened would be awesome. I think the chances are we're going to get Revival swapped over with the Usos. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. would make it would make perfect sense. It it shifts things around. Plus that means we also get Roman Reigns and the Usos on the same brand. I think. It's, it's, Stable with those two again would be quite cool. Now the Usos yeah. aren't shit. Um, and finally, and this one made no sense, Naomi. Just who cares? Yeah, I didn't even know she was still there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who cares? They, the, the general public said raw, but yeah, yeah, who, who cares? So we'll move on to some New Japan news now before Big Daddy G goes into Impact. Um, like I said, the main news coming out of 
New Japan is that they've released the full cards for the next three big shows. Now, the new, the first one is a new one called Sengoku Lord in Nagoya. Now, this is going to take place on the 20th of April, which is this Saturday, and it is going to be... 420. Pardon? 420. 420, uh, which is going to be headlined by two title matches with Juice Robinson taking on Bad Luck Farley for the United States Championship. Ugh. And <laughs> Kota Ibushi taking on Zack Sabre Jr. for the IC title. Yay! Um, Chris, levels yeah. of excitement for that card in general. Um, well, beyond that, it's sort of just a B tier sort of. It's it's like a road. It's like a top tier road two show, if you know what I mean. Like sometimes they put like the title on the road two show. But I'm this seems I'm 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 hype for that main event. Like one of my matches of the year so far is Ibushi versus Saber. So yeah, absolutely. The other also Saber with a beard. Oofed. Oofed. Though we had shade it for G1 Supercard, which is very, very sad. Um, yeah. But the only other singles match to be announced on that card, on that Sangoku card, is Mikey Nichols versus Chase Owens. Which. Who? Um, <laughs> Mike Vaughn from. Not Mike Vaughn. What's his name? Um, um, Nick Miller. Nick there Miller. we go. Nick oh, Miller yeah. from The Mighty. TM61. Um, so yeah, not altogether, not not a terrible card. Um, we've got <laughs> Taguchi and Goto taking on Hikuleo and Jay White. Might skip that one. And then we've got a ten man tag between Chaos and Los Inganobles de Japón, which Ooh, should what be what members of Chaos. Uh, what members of Chaos? Yeah, uh, we have got Okada Ishii, Yoshihashi, and then Rapongi Three K. But it was doing so well until you got to Yoshihashi. Oh, I know. Poor Yoshihashi. Um, we <laughs> oh, then... shit. Fuck Yoshihashi. <laughs> the next one to be announced is the Wrestling Hinokuni show on the 29th of April. And that is going to be headlined by a special singles match between Hiroki Goto and Switchblade Jay White. And then the semi-main event of most violent players taking on the current IWGP heavyweight tag team champions, Gorillas of Destiny. Chris, we talk about how much we love Switchblade on, yeah. you know, a regular, regular occurrence. Whenever we can. Yeah, whenever. Yeah, whenever. Um, you know, his match with Kazuchika Okada was absolutely fantastic at the G1, probably the highlight. Um, are you excited to see him against Goto? I think whenever New Japan say special singles match, that tends to be code for number one contenders match. Like, we always have someone beat someone in the stable of whoever's holding the championship so then they can move on. So this is probably setting up for an Okada, Jay White rematch at Dominion. Do you think they're going to go back to that well again? Yeah. Pro- <laughs> I mean, they went back to Okada pretty fucking quickly. I don't know. I I don't think... Well, <laughs> saying that, we did say, oh, they won't go back to Sonata vs. Okada yet. Um, and we got that wrong. So, it could potentially... No, I, I, I said I think that's what they're going for. Not for Don Taku, you didn't. No, I thought I thought that would be a feud. I didn't think it would be the next feud. Yeah, potentially a feud would be good, but yeah. Anyway, um, I really... In, I, I really didn't like Yano when I started watching New Japan, and now I fucking love the man. So Yano's great. Much as I don't really want to see him and Makabe in a ring with the Gorillas of Destiny, because that just, you know, if boredom could be spelt in a wrestling match, that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a match. I don't know how much Hinokuni is going to be, you know, a must-see 
a must-see, but... What I think we were robbed of is good guy Tamatonga versus Yano in the G1. I think, yeah. I think it was, uh, it was turned very, very quickly. Um, then we get to the first night of wrestling Dontaku. Um, I'll be officially be a year me, what comes in Taku of, of me and Podmania. I know. It's, it's yeah. Been longer than, than any of my relationships, but yeah, that's fun. Are we the longest relationship you've had? <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the first night of wrestling Dontaku 2019 comes from Fukuoka and it is on the 3rd of May 2019 and that is going to be headlined by the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match between Dragon Lee and Taiji Shimori and then the semi-main event of Jeff Cobb and Tai Chi for the Never Openweight Championship. Chris, <laughs> opinions on this card? Which one? Uh, the, oh, it's pretty good. Like, standard night one Dantaku card. Like, better than last year where it was headlined by, like, two non-championship um, matches. Like, at least there's championships on the, on the line here. And, like, in the case of Dragon Lee and Ishimori, could really go... Oh, no, that's a tag match. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Fuck. Ishimori and um, Dragon Lee? No, it's not. Sorry. No, so I'm thinking of night two. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I can... Yeah, no, that's going to be great. And... Like, have we seen that before singles? Were they in the same? I'm trying to remember, but they weren't in the same block and Super Junior. So that's going to be fucking great. And um, either man could win, I think. I think they might have just put it on Dragon Lee for a quick pop in New York. Nah, I think I think Dragon Lee beats Ishimori here. And I think Dragon Lee will then carry it into Best of Super Juniors and we'll see uh, the return of uh, Takahashi. Okay. I. I do want, because quite frankly, I'd like to change the pace of having a luchador as champion. Do you know what? I don't hate the belt on Dragon Lee. Um, no. Have you seen him walk around like the five belts? I don't know what the other ones are like. One of them must be the CMLL belt. but um, I, think one, cool. I think two of them are CMLL belts. I think uh, one must be AAA, surely. No, no, no. He's not a AAA. Like, they don't tend to swap talents over. Oh. Like okay. the only reason Bandido and Flamita go between the two is because they're free agents until recently. Oh, okay. Oh, in that case, I've got no idea. Um, <laughs> and Jeff Cobb taking on Tai Chi. Now, I, I like this. Why do you like this? Because Tai Chi is the best. Taking your massive boner for Tai Chi away for a moment. Um, it's very hard. It's quite big. <laughs> oh, what is your, what's your genuine opinion of this match? I think we'll be fine. Like Jeff Cobb can have a great match with anyone. He just chucks them about. True, true. Jeff Cobb can certainly go with anyone. I mean, apart from Goto, because that was horrifically disappointing. Um, I just no one hope... can go with Goto though. <laughs> Rob, well, name uh... one good Goto match since Suzuki. Well, fingers crossed, it's going to be su- uh, Switchblade at um, yeah. wrestling Hinokuni, but. Whether it is or not, I don't know. So that's night one. We've also got a tag match between Evil and Sonada and Ishii and Okada. That will be absolutely fantastic. Um, And then we've got some six-man tags. The second night of Wrestling Dontaku, which will be the following night, 4th of May, again, from Fukuoka, will will be headlined by Kazutsuko Okada taking on Sonada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. A special singles match between Evil and Tomohiro Ishii. Oh my god, yay. And then we've got a tag match between Will Ospreay and Dragon Lee taking on Ishimori and Blank. Now I assume... going to be Phantasma. I was just going to say, I assume this is going to be the debut of El Phantasma. 
just to familiarize the Japanese audience with him before the best of the Super Juniors, which takes place towards the end of that month. Um, Are you happy with this as a first defense for Okada again? Or would you have liked to have spaced Sonata out of it? Um, no, I'm fine with like it's a hot after like the surprise that was the great match between them at um the New Japan Cup final. I'm fine with this. Like it was an amazing match. Yeah, which would have been better if Sonada had a hope in hell of winning. <laughs> That's the thing. There's never been a match between Sonada and Okada where we thought Sonada's in with a chance. Here. I mean, he the last time he went for the championship was at New Beginning in 2018, and even mm-hmm. then, everyone was like, "There's no chance in hell of him winning." Absolutely not. And, you know, sure enough, he didn't. So the chances of New Japan putting it on anyone aside from Okada, Tanahashi, Switchblade or Naito are very, very slim for the foreseeable future. That's sort of the one bad thing about New Japan's booking is that it is based around the big four. Like, there's always, like, your three big um, Japanese talents and then your gaijin, at least since um, AJ came in. I mean, the only other person that could potentially break into that four is obviously Kota Ibushi, but Ibushi's holding the IC title at the moment. So, you know, he's the like, only Osprey other one. could be that. Like, we're starting to sort of unravel this way of booking, but it's still sort of there. Yeah, Osprey will be there. So, I don't think he'll be there this year. Um, like, three or f- two or three years, I think, for Osprey. Yeah, three years. It'd be nice to see. I, you know, the man's an absolute wrestling god. The progress he's made in the last, like, even yeah. year just has been phenomenal. And I just... I Speaking of it, he's, a, he's apparently completely done with progress now. Really? Completely? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dear. apparently the ladder match he had at Bread Knife was his last one. Who did he take on? Um, it was him and Paul Robinson versus, I think, Aussie Open? I can't remember. I oh, Sword of Essex? Yeah. Oh, okay. I bet that was a good match. They they came back at um, well, uh, boxing because they're both baddies now in progress. Oh, okay. Mm. But that was a good match, though. Probably was. I haven't watched it yet. Have you not watched it yet? No, I've been busy. Do we? <laughs> what? It came, out, it came out during WrestleMania weekend. I'm amazed you haven't watched that yet. Amazed. I know. I, fucking, I, I bought it because I heard the match was good. I bought um because I haven't had progress. I cancelled my progress fucking subscription because WrestleMania weekend is fucking... I was like, oh, Mania weekend's coming up. I'm not going to end up watching progress. And I was like, oh, wait, this happened. I rebuy progress. And then I just forgot to. <laughs> Well, thank you for that, Chris. Um, <laughs> for that beautiful, detailed insight into your life. Anyway, that pretty much sums up our New Japan news. Obviously, next week we will review Sengoku Lord in Nagoya. Hopefully, a match of the year candidate in Ibushi versus Zack. And hopefully, not a dud in Juice versus Farley. But who knows? This brings us screeching, crying into the lap of Big Daddy G, who. <laughs> <laughs> who is going to review all the happenings, quite concisely, hopefully, in Impact Wrestling. Garth, my boy. Yes. What's happening, man? Um, Well, I haven't really... I didn't really watch a lot of United We Stand. I watched the odd match um, because I just saw it as more of a exhibition. Oh, I did watch all of United We Stand, actually. Was it good? No. No. Well, dodge a bullet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did watch um, Impact for the last couple of weeks because obviously we've been away. Um, so the week before, uh, like last sort of uh, Mania, 
there wasn't really a lot in it. Um, I'll quickly go through. You had um, saw saw Fulton make his proper debut. Um, he looked all right. Bit of a big bastard. Um, he sort of just roughed up Rich Swan for a bit, <laughs> which was good. Um, Swan came out um, all shaven and looking quite sharp. Uh, he hasn't got like his raggedy beard anymore. Um, and then we had um, number one contenders match for the Knockout Women's Championship: uh, Jordan Grace versus Madison Rain. Um, Jordan Grace won, and Madison Rain is still dog shit. <laughs> like all this time away, she's still terrible. No, no, Garth, Garth, tell the other ladies and gentlemen what you actually described her as: liquid dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not one to mince words, Mister Garth Jackson. Um, I mean, she's all right. She's passable, but you can take, you can tell. Even I mean, she's obviously been doing this for a lot longer than Jordan Grace, and Grace is just head and shoulders above her. Um, Madison Reed did did make a bit of a swipe at Ring of Honor because um, she was sort of that. Ask her where have you been? Have you been in the, the sort of the undead realm? And she went, No, I've been somewhere a lot worse. Ooh, I know. Um, oh. So I thought it was a, a bit of a stinger. Um, another one to come out of last week was Falabar and Scarlett Bordeaux seemingly teaming up. She came down to help him in a match and oh, she's jumping on, jumping on his back. And yeah. I'm all for this tag team. <laughs> at least she had a match and she was all right, to be honest. She was. Actually, very good in the ring. It, I can't believe it's took them this long to bring her in to f- have some matches because she's actually really good. Yeah, instead of just being the butt of our jokes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and we have we've had a few vignettes for the Dinas. For what? The Dinas. The Dinas. Like this sort of hillbilly tag team by the look of it. And they go um, Cletus. Well, they're not, but. I've you know, might as well be. It's sort of like, like sort of drinking beer and seeing they're gonna come and yeah. Um, Sorry, Garth. They're like what? Like hillbillies? No, no, no. I want you to do the impression again. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like banjo kids, do we? But honestly, though, I mean, I don't know anything about this. So I can't sort of make a judge, but I just think it's this is sort of Vince level sort of shtick gimmick um, and then other than that pretty much nothing um, you had the Luchas attack LAX after their match so that's not going away anytime soon good which, how long has this feud been going on now for two years <laughs> um, that was last week this week was a lot better there's a lot more sort of story beats happened um, Moose was back as well which is Always a highlight, and he looked absolutely resplendent. He looked like he nicked Bobby Roode's robe. That's what I, that's what I wrote down. It was like he just looked great in his robe. Um, and basically, he had a match with Wentz from um, the Rascals, and he just bullied the shit out of him all match. Just be- beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and obviously, the, w- the week before, he'd said, like, the best thing about this club is beating up you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's just such a good character. Um, he get he did a couple of them um, 
drop kicks. And I was like, these, like, proper sort of hang in the air drop kicks. Like, oh, he um, does great, great fucking drop kicks. Really good. Um, and then he just hit the big spear for the win. It was a decent match. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of RVD promos. <laughs> yeah, cool, oh, bro. God. Dude. Whatever, cool. Yeah, dude, bro. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Sue Young versus Rosemary was a decent match actually. Um, Did anyone get stabbed in the neck? Not this week. Actual. Did you see that like, the other week with uh, the Freddy glove? <laughs> God, yeah. Like if we'd have done the podcast that week, it would have been my match for week. It was brilliant. I loved it. Um, I want more. But uh, the pop for Rosemary was unreal. Like the crowd were actually really good. Quite a big crowd as well in um, Canada. Uh, and the crowd absolutely. Pop for Rosemary. She, had, she must have the biggest sort of reaction of the night. Um, stiff as hell as well. Um, but Kira came down and interfered with the match, which just just total eye roll. Um, and then the match ended up in DQ because the Undead Brides kicked the shit out of her. Good. So, yeah. Um, the flashback of the week. Ooh. Rob's favourite part. Oh. Taylor Wilde versus Angelina, Angelina Love. With Kip James, at, Kip James at ringside. That sounds just like the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> Can you please do that for your uh, wrestling classic this week, just to make Chris watch it? What? Taylor Wilde versus... You'd have to watch it too. I don't I care. You, Knowing you, that you would hate it would make I've it so much it. better for me. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, to be honest, it was all right. I, I used to actually really like Taylor Wilde when she was in TNA. She was quite good. Who is um, she? I don't remember her. She's like um like a blonde um she used to have this sort of all American girl sort of gimmick. Ah, so just your type, okay. But she was actually quite good. Um and Angelina Love was shit. So yeah. <laughs> no change um, there. And then, then we had, Honor signing. and then we had a <laughs> had this skit where Willie Mack was sitting on some stairs, Killer Cross comes over and starts talking about jazz. Like, do you like jazz? I really like jazz. Um, you have to be really proficient. <laughs> Honestly, he's like, it's just like, what the fuck? He made me like the red pack. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of across his new gimmick, just being a member berry from South Park. He's just hey, you, you, you remember jazz? <laughs> That's what it was oh, yes, like. I remember. So you like jazz? I like jazz. Hey, remember when TNA had big ratings? Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> But um, it was fun. It was just it was just daft. Um, we had more Dina's uh, backstage thing uh, vignette on a farm. Just Killer Craft stands up. Hey, you remember Johnny Cash? Uh, and then hang on, really, hang on, really hang good. on, hang on, hang on. What Garth? Can you what? please do your impression again? <laughs> God, hey, Cletus. <laughs> 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 Oh god! Oh. That's gonna what's be a that? soundbite. What's it? that? The, the the farmer's daughter's trapped in a well. <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Um, there was a really really good match between Ethan Page and debutant Josh Alexander, also known as the North, versus get these names, El Reverso and Sheldon Jean. Oh my god, they're creator wrestlers. From Jump City. <laughs> oh. um, 
But the, was... That's one thing I can never forgive El Generico for, is the fucking string of shit comedy luchadors <laughs> that he has produced. This was, this is a total and utter El Generico rip-off as well. Um, but that Josh Alexander looks absolutely brilliant. I like him already. Really hard-hitting. Um, he did this sort of twist and face buster thing that was amazing. He did a powerbomb into a backbreaker. Um, and then the finishing move was great. Had him in like a Samoan sort of on the shoulders and flipped them over onto Ethan Page, who did a body slam all in one move. I saw this on Instagram. I saw because I saw the thumbnail and I got really excited because I thought a burning hammer was going to happen. And then, like, ultimately, because it wasn't a burning hammer, I was immensely disappointed. It's a really good finish. I like it. It was really um, cool, but like, I expected a burning hammer. But um, I like the look of Josh Alexander, so I'm interested to see what they do with him. Um, They've said straight off the bat that they're going for the t- uh, tag titles. So, well, they, they don't also... really have that deeper division, so we still need someone well, to get tag titles. That's, that's it. Um, and they've lost one with bloody Eli Drake getting the dude. So, um, Davy well, Richards still a thing. Is Davy Richards? Yeah, I don't mean not in TNA, but like in general, is he still? Um, a thing? I don't know because he just seemed to disappear. He yeah. got a load of Twitter abuse for no showing another show. Apparently, he does Did this he... quite a lot. Yeah, apparently he's quite the fucking drama queen. Like, a pa- like I, I was watching the interview with Kevin Steen, and he's like, I don't know, like, he's cool with me and sort of helps me get in shape, and then he starts fucking burying me. I don't know what his problem is. He's, um, for some reason, and I know this sounds stupid, but I remember watching him when he, him and Eddie Edwards first came into the American Wolves, and the first thing I saw when I thought about him, it was Benoit. He's he a very, like I, d- I don't think he's going to murder anyone. Gladly. Well, hopefully, but, hopefully not. Um, but it's just that look. He had that look and that sort of intensity about him. Jim Cornette loved him. Yeah. He was, he was all right. But, um, yeah. Did um, you see the match he had with Eddie Edwards at... Oh, shit, when was it? It was Bard Award. No, that was Kevin Steen. It, like in 20, it was one of the few good things at 2012 Ring of Honor. <laughs> he was... Like I say, him and uh, when they came in as the Wolves were really good. And then when they split up, that, he had quite a bit of a... Decent run, but that was you, think, really you like the pushed... TNA stuff. You should really just you should really see his New Japan and Ring of Honor stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, well. If I get some time, <laughs> I'll probably I'll make watch. one of them a wrestling classics. To be fair, do it. I'll watch it. Um, you have to. Then we have a match between Madison Rain again versus Tessa, uh, the Queen. <laughs> uh, Gail Kim was on commentary, and so straight off the bat, you knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, Tessa got distracted. There was a good point where she took sort of Madison Rain outside to the um, the table and shouted at Gail, "This is going to be you!" and then smashed Madison Rain in the face. <laughs> I like that shit. And then uh, isn't Tessa like just... Gail Kim's face pure plastic now? Surely she wouldn't feel it. Pretty much like she's punching just... a Barbie doll. Or an action man. Uh, she looks like she's had a lot of work done. Or a buzz light. Um, you, like, do you think she's so plastic at this point? But it's like a string you pull on the back, and that's how she does promos. <laughs> God. Well, it could be less wooden. <laughs> so, um, I mean, before this, Tessa made like a what's good that, Gail? Someone's poisoned the water hole. Sorry. <laughs> Tessa made like quite a good point, like pointing a promo, saying like, look. Yeah, you might have been like a legend in your era, but that was when it was bra and panties. This is my era. And it, it's quite, it, it rings true, to be fair, because it's a lot different now. Uh, Gail Kim did stand out because she was very good in 
a shit show of a roster. So I like the sort of the realistic element that they've got going, but I'm really not bothered about that much. Um, Madison Rain got the win because Tessa was trying to hit her with a chair and Gail grabbed it, so she got distracted. Uh, Madison Rain is absolutely terrible. And Lars has a really shit theme song where I get stuck in my head every time I hear it. Yeah, nobody's going to change my mind. The worst, the worst, like fucking, why call it, call it Killer Queen? Fuck off. Oh, fuck off. And one of the best parts of the show backstage one was um, Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake confront the Lucha Brothers and they was like, Wait, we want a title match, we'll beat LAX last week, blah, blah, blah. And then LAX just kicked the door down and go, yo, motherfuckers. <laughs> and they just have a fight in the corridor. <laughs> Brilliant. Honestly, I love that just sort of like spontaneous, just like LAX. Just that's funny, that's how I joined the podcast. Like LAX just sort of come out of nowhere and just have a beat down and then all these sort of security stop them and I, I uh, hear of it. Do you think we have like little bugs all over the impact zone? What <laughs> like we just bug it. <laughs> Wait, I don't think they'd have the money for that. <laughs> no, we just have the ghost of a child that got killed walking about. Oh Jesus. Or backstage and at ringside. Just everywhere. Is everywhere. <laughs> he, he's like God now. Um that was a good skit and it was just sort of like I say, Alex just kicked it on and say, uh, your motherfuckers. And that, they didn't beep it quite quick enough either. So you actually heard it. <laughs> um, and then we had an interview with uh, Johnny Impact and Tyre. And to be fair, this heel turns to be really good for them. The, like, the, the sort of fit that persona much better. Like, the sort of cocky, sort of entitled couple. Actually, really quite good at that. And the, the interview, they've been interviewed by Melissa Santos, who is engaged to Brian Cage. Brian Cage. And they were talking about Cage engaged. and uh, Jordan Grace match and sort of saying, oh, they make a really good couple. They, they get some hard cardio in the gym on the go and stuff like that. And sort of a wink and a nod at Melissa Santos. I thought it was quite funny. Um, And then we had the main event, which was. Uh, Johnny Impact Tire versus Johnny um, Jordan Grace and Brian Cage. It was a really good match because I thought this being like Johnny Impact versus Cage is the sort of main event at the next pay per view. I thought they would have kept them apart, but they sort of went for it. And Johnny Impact played that absolute chicken shit heel, um, sort of refusing to tag in. So when Ty went to tag him and he jumped off the side of the imprint and he's just like, no, 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 you do it. You're doing really well. And he started getting the crowd chanting our name and stuff like that. Um, so it was quite good. And then um, they did, like he did get tagged in and Cage just chucked him around like a ragdoll. And to be fair to Johnny Impact, he, he bumped like a motherfucker. Um, and the crowd was shouting. I mean, the crowd were really into it. They're shouting like Johnny Traitor and uh, Johnny Chicken Shit and stuff like that. And um, Brian Cage hit this brutal sort of just a overhead sort of um, backdrop but Johnny Impact did sort of a double flip in the air and landed on his face and it just looked absolutely brutal but it was excellent um, and Ty really really was good in this match because I've been critical of sort of Ty's work in the past but as a heel she's much better because she's really sort of hard hitting but then she's got the showmanship and she's I just think it's a much better fit for both of them. Yeah. Um, 
And then there's a really good bit where Jordan Grace was sort of on the floor and taken out. Johnny Impact just came in, tried to give her like an elbow drop. <laughs> <laughs> and she just rolled out the way and he missed. And then uh, and Johnny and uh, Brian Cage just came in and uh, just gave him a beating, just throwing him around the ring. Um, finally, sort of, Jordan Grace dove out the ring on top of <clears throat> Johnny Impact. And she took a spear from Tyre. Cage dragged Impact into the ring, had him up for the drill core. And then the ref, Johnny Bravo, um, fucking gives him a, a chop block, <laughs> takes down Brian Cage. <laughs> and the, like, I literally just laughed. Just thought it was so good. Like, just the ref just totally swerved everybody. Uh, took down Brian Cage, takes, he takes a knee to the face from Johnny Impact. A pin with the fastest count I've ever seen. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the crowd went absolutely mental. They were throwing shit in the ring. Really? <laughs> like bo- bottles and paper cups and stuff. Yeah. Proper ECW. Um, yeah, it was really good. Like totally, totally turned on the ref, like booing him. Um, and then they just give, give like Brian Cage a beat down, and the referee just stood there with his arms up. <laughs> And then held up Johnny Impact and Tyre's arms for the wind. It just sort of, the show ended like that. And I thought it was a perfect end to that. And it worked really well with that sort of feud. Um, so it's interesting to see what goes in next week and what the sort of explanation is between behind Johnny Bravo's sort of sellout heel turn. Yeah. It was a good show overall. I mean, there weren't any bad matches. Um, this was a really good match. So, yeah, enjoyed it. It's good. Right. Well, thank you very much, Impact <laughs> Correspondent Garth. Um, there's a couple of pieces of news that uh, have broken today. Uh, the first is that Ronda Rousey's pregnant. Okay. That's well, quick. That quick. Yeah, so that's happened. And secondly, we've had another name change for the WWE. Ooh. Huh? Oh, yes. Um, are you familiar with Punishment Martinez? Oh, yeah. yes. He, he's shit a bit name. shit. Yes. Uh, a shit name. Well, his new name is going to be Damien Priest. Huh? <laughs> he has uh, the same name as my brother. Your brother's called Damien Priest. Well, take up the priest part, obviously. <laughs> well, it's not the same name then, is it? Is So, is it a different gimmick? <laughs> I is have he, no is idea. He, is he, remember when Kevin Thorne came in? It's like the all white Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mordecai. Yeah, is he going to be the new Mordecai? Oh my god, can you imagine? I mean, Taker does need Saudi Arabia um, opponents, just beating up the manifestation of Jesus, going to be very popular over there. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Just... (laughs) You know what? I suppose they can get away with it, because Punishment Martinez isn't that big a name. No, true. (laughs) There's going to be one fucking rabid punishment Martinez now just oh, fucking yeah. tweeting you going how fucking dare to be fair I'm fine with punishment he had a decent match with Kenny King when I went to Ring of Honor I've never I, seen I like him when I was watching the, the Ring of Honor stuff I think he's he he's is fine. he's very Vince I can see Vince being all over him yeah because he looks like Roman Reigns if Roman Reigns got into the cure <laughs> fucking hell and took some of the ooze from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in movie 2 <laughs> bet you were five of Chris hasn't seen that no, I have, that's one of the ones I have seen. I was about to say. So you get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, we move on to the final segment of the show, which is match of the week. Now, 
there's not a lot to choose from, really. Um, but Garth, we'll start with you. What's your match <laughs> of the week? Um, I'm gonna go the tag, the um, mixed tag, the Johnny Impact and Tyre versus Cage and Grace. Not so much. I mean, there was a really good sort of in-ring stuff, but I just like the story beats and the ref turn at the end it was really unexpected, but really good fun. So yeah, that's my match. Fair enough, Christopher. Um, it's weird that you just call me that. Um, the it's, I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's because you're wearing the wrong trousers. <laughs> oh damn, but your trousers that explains so much. Um, fucking what was it again? You put me up. Um, filthy Tom Lawler versus Jimmy Havoc from MLW Battle Riot. It was a cool little hardcore plunder. Watching um Jim Cornette commentate on Jimmy Havoc was quite interesting. <laughs> I can imagine. It's like he's trying very hard not to bury him. I was gonna say, was he not just saying, "What the hell is this?" What yeah, like is this? He, I think he like he says what he wants, but it's very clear he has one direction, and that's don't completely bury the fucking talent. And so he's trying really hard, which is fun. Like I was gonna see the battle riot match itself, but it had some pacing issues. For example, Penta and Phoenix were in it, but only for like five minutes, mm. and like in the middle of it, like the pacing was weird. And then LA Park won, who like these days being like older. Um, moving up the speed of erosion sort of doesn't get my loins <laughs> a burning but yeah Jimmy Havoc versus Filthy Tom Lawler also Filthy Tom Lawler's theme is fucking in the bushes by Oasis so fucking nice. tick fair fair enough um, I'm going to go for the Usos versus the Hardys just the Usos can do no wrong in a tag match they're so smooth I find it very difficult to think that I once hated them with their you know previous gimmick before they turned heel baggy shot like half face paint that fits into each other when we ever kissed yeah it was it was weird <laughs> <laughs> um i saw that picture in my head of them they were like just smacking the lips on each other <laughs> and then joining to become that one face stop it um when to become one. <laughs> oh god Really good match. Check it out. One of the only things worth checking out on SmackDown, apart from that one gift moment where Mustafa Ali, Alistair Black, and Ricochet all do that cool little sit-down bit. That was really cool. But apart from that, Usos versus the Hardys. Really good match. Ricochet, I didn't watch all of SmackDown. Was Ricochet really um, marking out at that point like he was a takeover? Not quite, no. Not oh. not <laughs> as much. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, at just over an hour, uh, that brings to the end our podcast and you can tell it's been so short because we haven't gone nearly two hours so thank you very much for listening uh, we really do appreciate it don't forget to download the podcast wherever you get your podcast from itunes wherever we are there uh, you can find us on twitter at podmania facebook at podmania podcasts you can talk to us on twitter you can find me it's at real rob goodwin garth where can they find you at gothamania chris at Candy Chris ninety seven. Worst. Don't say it. Don't, don't say worst. It. Is, it's the, the worst. worst. It's the you're, worst. You're the worst. Your Twitter handle is the Madison Rain of Twitter handles. It no, is the absolute dog shit. Um, thank you so much for listening, though, but, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back <coughs> on Thursday with the Wrestling Classic, and then we'll be back on Monday to review the Superstar Shakeup and Sengoku Lord in Nagoya. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook 
at Podmania Podcasts and YouTube and Instagram at Real Podmania. And check out the website podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans. Yeah.